You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Joining us today from the United Kingdom, the UK, is Steve Powell. Steve, good of you to do this. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. That's okay. Steve, tell us about some of the issues that have plagued you over the last several years. Oh, for a good five, six, seven, eight years, my health was slowly declining. Um, Many, many trips to the doctors with uh, stomach problems, indigestion problems. Eventually, they found a tumor in the ureter and decided that they were going to take that out using keyhole surgery. Um, When I woke up from the operation, I'd had major surgery. They'd taken the left kidney as well. The uh, surgeries was said to have gone successful, and I was 12 months cancer-free. Um, then they found three tumours in the bladder, which they removed, and then subsequently on scans, they noticed the lymph nodes were larger than expected, and the biopsy revealed that the cancer had spread into the lymph glands in the groin. So, Steve, when they when you went in for the operation uh, with for the tumor in your urethra, they removed your left kidney. Was that cancerous as well? It wasn't actually no, um, but they said that it would definitely uh, become infected and would have to be removed later on. But well, no, it wasn't. It was a healthy kidney. That sounds pretty da- drastic. To take yeah. the kidney, because it maybe down the road will happen. Yeah. Um, this is not for steak and kidney pie, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but in that situation, you just tend to go with what the medics tell you, I'm afraid. You know, so I just, like a sheep, went along and followed what they said. So then you noticed, or they discovered, that you had tumors in other areas of your body. That's correct, in the lymph nodes, yeah, in the groin. In the groin. Yeah. What was your state of mind like at this time, Steve? Uh, It wasn't too bad, actually. Um, Obviously, I'd had cancer the year before and survived it and got over it. So it wasn't too much of a shock. Um, I was half expecting it, really. I was aware of the risks of spreading the cancer when surgery is involved so I, I didn't take it too badly how did you what did the doctors tell you about your your prognosis your future well the urologist that found the uh, that spotted the lymph nodes was up he referred me to Clatterbridge which is a big cancer center over here and I went there and that was when they first told me that I was only looking at palliative care um, and the only course of action was chemo, really. Did you take chemo? I did. Um, 
somewhat reluctantly, but I promised my family that I'd give her a go, and I always knew that following the chemo, I would be looking at a different path. And what do you mean by that? I was totally aware of cannabis and its treatment in cancer. I was well into holistic therapies, um, you know, so I knew that there were alternatives there, so I never gave up hoping. But you only started doing the alternatives after you had the chemotherapy, is that correct, Steve? I was halfway through the chemo when I managed to source some oil from Denmark, which, in retrospect, wasn't a good idea, because I really don't think it was cannabis oil. It could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Christmas, I managed to find a really good supply of good quality oil, and then went went out at full tilt and never looked back now. When you say you went at it full tilt, uh, take listeners through exactly what you did. Right, well, I got in touch with the support group over here, uh, the Sea Oil group, and got hold of their protocols. Went through that and started making gradual changes. I didn't do everything all at once. So it was a matter of going organic, um, lots of juicing, and then looking for supplements like turmeric and um, turkey tail mushrooms and things like that, which are all part of my armory now. What was the result of you taking the cannabis? Initially, it gave me space to think things through without panicking. I think that was the big thing. So it allowed me the time to stop and contemplate what was going on within myself and to me to regain contact with myself because I I feel I'd lost contact with myself. I wasn't treating my body too well. I knew I was storing up a lot of bad things and those bad things needed cleaning out of my system. So that was the philosophy I went went with. And the oil, like I say, I, it's part of my armoury. It's probably the general in my armoury. And so the oil gave you, it sounds like, Steve, and correct me if I'm wrong, the oil gave you uh, a different viewpoint, a different perspective of yourself and of life. Totally. Uh, What it did, it gave me ownership of the disease. So no longer was it the medics were taking control. I was taking control. I was developing a, a relationship with the cancer. I'm working with it. And doing that just reinforced all positive energy. And it has been quite remarkable. I think it's so important to take control, actually. And I've spoken to people about this for years. Um, When you're not in control, you're the victim. That's correct. And you have that whole victim stance and all your energy is about make me better, heal me. Versus taking control and saying, I'm the one with the power. This is the way it's going to go. And that's right. I mean, that's the way I felt whilst undergoing the chemo. I just felt that I'd given control over and I just had no role to play in it. Um, but once the chemo was over and I started to use the oil, I could focus on myself, um, meditate and reconnect with myself. 
You know, the more I hear people talk about what they have experienced using cannabis, I am absolutely fascinated because, Steve, we talked to another lady in the U.K., a young lady in her 30s who had uh, melanoma, advanced melanoma. Yes. And Uh as a result, she ended up with uh, brain cancer, uh, lung cancer, and lymph Lymph as well. Lymph as well. And she did exactly what you're doing. She got rid of all the negativity in her life. And she did the, uh, she went on organic produce. She She did yoga. She did yoga. She also. Cut out toxic people, any toxic people out of her life. Exactly. And then when she went, uh, she was uh, on palliative care as well, but they under, they gave her this immunotherapy, um, Drug. Yes. Yeah. And what happened was that she would dress up and put on nice clothes, and she considered it, uh, and I'm using my words now, she considered it a, a, a date, and she would talk to the, the liquid as it was going into her body. And yes. you relate to that, do you? I can relate to that, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, yes. Yeah, so all the toxic people that were in your life, are they gone now? Yes. Um, yes, I've. that has been a great help, is the support of the family has just been tremendous. And that, though it's a very lonely journey, you always know that there's people behind you, and that gives you strength. No, you're absolutely right. How did you take the oil, Steve? Tell us uh, about that. I'm still taking it. I take it orally and suppository, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm finding uh, I'm using more suppository than oral at the moment, and that just seems to be what my body's responding to, it's what I feel is what's right for me, so I'm going with that. I think you said in a note to us that you do 70% uh, by suppository and 30 orally, is that correct? That's correct, Mm -hmm. yeah. And how much yeah. are you? How much are you doing a day right now, Steve? Um, at least a gram, mm-hmm. um, maybe a bit more. And how um, is the cancer in your body? Well, I've recently had scan results. Uh, my third scan now since finishing chemo. Um, there's been no disease progression whatsoever, and the lymph nodes are shrinking on each visit. And they've shrunk right down now. What did the doctor say about that? It wasn't the consultant that I saw. It was one of his uh, younger oppos. And he was looking to take the glory for the chemo. Um, he, was happy for the, <laughs> he was happy to take the glory. But um, I discussed openly with him what I'm doing. And I told him, you know, I felt that I was being more effective than the chemo was. And they were saying, well, cannabis, there's no research to support it. And to be honest with you, I just couldn't couldn't be bothered with spending the energy trying to convince him otherwise. No, you're mm. wasting your time when you try and do yeah. that, aren't you? Yes, yeah. yes. So setting the ways and the mindsets already, though, isn't it? How did you react to the chemo while you were taking the cannabis oil? It didn't seem to have any major impact at all, apart from making it slightly easier, I suppose. I certainly couldn't tell the hospital that I was taking it at the time, because uh, initially I was on a trial, and they monitor everything that you're taking. 
but um, I started taking the, the cannabis oil halfway through, and it did seem to help. But the chemo itself was horrendous. Never to be uh, experienced again. Never be repeated. Now, how do you feel today compared to, say, six months ago? Oh, I'm in a totally different space. Yeah. Um, Physically, psychologically, I am in a much, much better place. Six months ago, finishing the chemo... The chemo has damaged me quite badly with peripheral neuropathy. And I came out of chemo really resented it, to be honest with you. Now, is that peripheral neuropathy still a major issue? It is. Um, my left leg is very weak and dead. Um, my feet are terrible. Uh, my hands are still not too bad. They're easing a bit now, but... I do feel damaged. My legs and feet do feel damaged. Mm. What about uh, chemo brain? Do you feel like you've got that as well? Uh, Again, I think that's clearing a bit now, but yes, (laughs) I do know chemo brain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really encouraged to hear that you're continuing with the cannabis oil on on a big scale because I really feel like down the road, Hopefully, it's going to clear, clear up that peripheral neuropathy a bit for you, as well as any of the other side effects. Yes, that's one of the hopes, and I'm sure it will. You know, so far, it's doing everything I could have ever expected it to do. Steve, how does your diet change? Well, I'd spent 25 years as a vegetarian, so I'd always had a, a good diet. But in retrospect, I can see now that I was eating a lot of contaminated food. Um, though we always ate fresh food, um, you know, I, I did I do all the cooking, and we've always had good quality veg. It was never organic, and I do feel that that's a major issue. Do you do coffee enemas at all? I do daily. Um, yeah, and that has been again that has been a tremendous help. How many do you do a day? I'm only doing one a day. I know I should be doing more. Um, you know, you've got to live as well, and there's only so much you can do at yeah. any one time. Yeah, we talked to a woman in Vancouver who did five a day for an entire year. Yes, I've heard that before. Um, that sounds... <laughs> sounds like a going. full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a crappy thing to do, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I know one of the other things you mentioned, Steve, was that you found Reiki quite helpful. Yes, um, I've been attending a local hospice, and there's a Reiki practitioner there, and she's been giving me some sessions, and that really was powerful. Um, That was initiated this reconnection with myself allowing me to refine myself and reconnect reiki was very very handy for that see for those listeners who may be unfamiliar with reiki can you explain what it is my understanding is it's an eastern method um that works on the body's natural uh, energies how it works i don't know but I certainly felt power radiating from this lady 
and energizing me. It was really spectacular. That's very interesting. That's very interesting stuff. Now, have you uh, sustained from alcohol and all those uh, sinful things that uh, we shouldn't be? Yes. <laughs> no sugar. No sugar. No sugar. No. No sugar. No alcohol. No. Very little dairy. Clean eating. Lots of juicing. I'm feeling much, much better for it. When you say lots of juicing, take us yes. through some of the things that you juice. Um, I like to do um, lots of pineapple. That really helps with when I'm using the apricot kernels as well. They're not very nice, but uh, the pineapple does mask it very well. Um, lots of different fruits. I like to eat the rainbow, as they say. So lots mm. of different coloured fruit and vegetable just wherever's available i will uh, just juice down and, and consume really enjoy it steve how do you take the apricot kernels because that's vitamin b17 which is um i'm just lost for them it's called what they called laetrile back laetrile that's right yeah that's right vitamin there, b17 so yeah yeah uh, yeah, I like to, what I do with mine is always soak your nuts. You must always soak them. And then I blitz 20, 30 kernels up in the morning and have that with uh, a probiotic yogurt drink with some banana and pineapple in, blueberries. That's my usual start to the day is that breakfast drink. I believe you have to be careful, though, don't you, Steve, about how many you're doing of uh, the B-17? I believe so. Um, The protocol that I'm working to recommends up to about 50 a day. Right. I know we had a person Uh, in uh, Africa who did quite a few, and she ended up in hospital with uh, cyanide poisoning from doing too much. Yes. So you've got to, there is uh, there is a balance there. You've got to be careful. Yes, yeah, it's a very important point as well. It's well made, Corey. Because we don't want anybody tripping off to the hospital. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. No, it's like everything else in life. It's uh, everything in moderation. Moderation, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How does your family feel about uh, your situation, Steve? Um... Very supportive now. Um, I think they thought, you know, I was just going through a fad or chasing rainbows. But they've seen the progress. They've seen me getting healthier and they're 100% behind me now. It's a process, though, hey, Steve? I mean, I went through that with my family. Um, I could tell who was more supportive than others. And I think that some of my family was not very optimistic at all and um at most mildly amused by what i was doing and it's interesting it's interesting to watch everybody evolve yes it is um i my sister has been suffering with uh neuralgia for many years and uh she had a flare up the other week and i gave her some frankincense oil and overnight it took the swelling down and gave her a lot of relief and it's just an example of how these natural oils are so effective, but so underused. Yes, I know we noticed uh, some really good uh, outcomes with cannabis oil used uh, with frankincense and myrrh. Yes. Yes, I use frankincense and myrrh as well. 
Did you ever do vitamin C infusions, Steve? I've not. Um, it's something that I've looked at, but I've not felt the need to do it at the moment. Mm. I don't need, know too much about it, to be on, honest, Corey. Yeah. But I do know, you know, I have heard of it. Yeah, I know with um, cannabis oil-resistant cancers, particularly those that are really aggressive, if you yeah. have a patient on cannabis oil for a few weeks and then start adding in vitamin C infusions, often it's enough to turn things around. Ah, right. Yeah, I mean, that may be something I'll look, look at in the future, should I need it. Yeah, you um, sound like you're in a good place right now, though, Steve. Yes, I, I feel like I'm... Um, I'm feeling very positive. My energy levels are not back to full, but I'm getting there. I'll beat this. Steve, what is the cannabis industry like in the UK in terms of the general public's knowledge of cannabis and access to the product? The general public just see cannabis as a, a drug of abuse. I mean, there's lots of cannabis use. You know, it's quite endemic. Um but, no, you know, it, it's there for hedonistic reasons, not for medical reasons. Do you have medical cannabis? Is that legal in the UK? It, the National Health Service have just licensed CBD oil for treatments, I believe. There's a lot of talk of a company called GW Pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. just getting the licenses to produce THC oil. So... I think things are changing quite quickly at the moment. Well, one of the reasons we do this program is because it's an educational aspect of it, and I think uh, the public has to be... We've been told so many negative things about cannabis over the last 80 years, and I think the the tide has turned, and I think people are starting to understand that it is just a plant. It's a medicinal plant that is very helpful and beneficial, just like other plants are for the human body. And I think it's going to take a lot of time for people to really understand that. Yes, I do. I've got very good friends in Israel, and they um, they have the license to produce cannabis for the state over there. I've long known about the m- medical properties of cannabis through their work. So, you know, it was a natural step for me to go down this road. And in Israel, I believe, cannabis is used in all nursing homes. I believe so, yes. Yes. And like I I say, my friends, family, the people behind it, um, they introduced the aerosol, you know, so that you can take a measured dose. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got all the licenses. So, you know, I've read the research and the the work that they was doing on pain relief and what have you. So... Like I say, I thought I just found this is a natural progression for me. Steve, you sound like you're in good you're in good uh, state of mind. Anyway, you're uh, yes, I am. I'm, sorry, go on. No, you're you're on you're on the right track. Uh, your state of mind is great, and uh, physically, are you tumor free yet? Um, I'm not. No, but the signs are good in as much the lymph nodes keep shrinking um and we're down into millimeters now low end of the millimeters as well so things are looking really good for me absolutely you've got another 50 years in you yet yeah hopefully (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's that's very good to hear. Do you do you discuss your use of cannabis oil with close friends? I do. Yeah, yeah. And their response? Yeah, I'm, um, most of them were very supportive. Um, cannabis has been no stranger to me. I mean, I was all hippie doing the old hippie trail around uh, Greece and Israel back in the eighties, so. I already had a, a relationship with cannabis, and I wasn't frightened of it. Yeah, you were an old hippie, headband, and uh, <laughs> that, that's peace the one. signs. Peace signs. That, yeah. <laughs> Living on the beach. You've, yeah, got, you've got old. You've got old Pink Floyd and Who albums. Oh, you, you, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Steve, do, do you make your own oil at all, or you just uh, obtain? I, I don't. Um, no, I just buy it. Yeah. I just want to kind of insert a warning, particularly to people in the UK. There are tons of scammers out there, particularly in the UK area. Um, just be really, really careful when you're trying to source a product. Absolutely. I I made that mistake and got the wrong stuff initially. Um, but finding a good, clean supply is a lifeline. It really is. Yes. When you bought your cannabis oil initially from Denmark, did they advertise it as Rick Simpson oil? I don't know. It was a friend of a friend who had a sister who was who had a bad tumour. Uh, they were going it for her, and they said they'd go it for me, but uh, like I say, it just bears no resemblance at all to the quality oil that I'm getting now. Yeah. Mm. So I think, that, uh, no doubt I was scammed on that one. Mm. Is it expensive over there? Um, we're putting about 150 pounds for five grams. 150 pounds for five grams. 150 pounds is what? About 250 dollars for five. About 50 bucks a gram. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually uh, on par with Canada. The state cheese seems to be a bit more expensive. Oh, okay. Canada's Canada. Canada. Yeah. It's 50 to 55 dollars <laughs> yeah. a gram. And I haven't had any oil, and that's probably the issue. <laughs> well, when they legalize cannabis in Canada, both recreationally, it is legal medicinally now, they will call us Canada. <laughs> Canada. Yes. Yes. I'm just getting a jump start on that. That's right. So don't forget, you heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> Steve, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Good to see that you're on the road to recovery, and uh, all points, everything points in the positive direction for you, and uh, that's great to great to hear. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, and keep up the good work. Thanks, Steve. We so appreciate you uh, stepping up and sharing your story. No problem at all. And just before we go, if you'd like to advertise or sponsor Cannabis Health Radio, we welcome all sponsorships and all advertisers. Send us an email at CannabisHealthRadio.com and we'll send you some information on sponsorship and advertising on our website. That's it. Another edition of Cannabis Health Radio, wherever you are in the world. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.